A Weekend with Jason Dacey Replay from Money FM 89.3. Adrian Chu joins us now, career strategist, to talk about some tips that individuals can use to get back into the workforce after they've been gone for some time. There's a lot of reasons, Adrian, why somebody would have been out of the workforce, perhaps family reasons or a career change. What is your suggestion? Uh, give us give us your top five. What do you think? Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I think there are lots of things you can do once you're back on the saddle again. But one of the things why we wanted to talk about career breaks this time around was quite interesting as well. Because in Singapore, a lot of times, people do take what we notice is that people are beginning to take career breaks, even sabbaticals, and it's becoming a bit of a norm. One of the most common reasons, interestingly, for a very typical Singaporean, mom especially, is they take a year off for their kids, uh, PSLE exams. Oh, right. Yeah, the exams, yeah. So I've got lots of clients who take a year off a sabbatical just to make sure that their kids do well in the exams. And you know, my daughter just took the PSLEs, <laughs> and I was surprised at how many of her, of her in her cohort, the mom's actually were full-time committed to helping the kids get through the PSLEs. Yeah, it's a big thing. See, it's the typical uh, Kiasu Singaporean syndrome. <laughs> but uh, it's a huge crossroad in a kid's life. So they spend a lot of time, a lot of money as well on tuition and everything. So we are increasingly seeing people who are deciding to take uh, even career breaks just to charge up. Right. Because they're fatigued, they're burnt out, they just take a one-year career break or even a three-month career break. With nothing on hand, they just quit and they decide, okay, I need to charge up. I'm going to climb Mount Kilimanjaro and stuff like that. So this surprises me, right? Especially in Singapore, that this would be a trend or at least something that's happening more often than not when we think of the traditional kiasu uh, work mentality in Singapore. Does that surprise you that this is happening? Actually, it does. And a lot of my clients as well, they are asking me, can I take a career break? Will it affect my career story or my career journey if right. I take a three-month or six-month career break? And how long a career break is acceptable before a hiring manager or headhunter looks at my CV and goes, what's the long gap here for? So the typical answer which I give to my clients who are asking how long a career break can I take is it depends. I think personally for me as a headhunter for over 15 years, what I typically see is when people do take a career break, I don't ask them why they took the break. I ask them what they were, what they were doing. During that break. Right. If you took a year off and you went around to Myanmar building homes for orphans, <laughs> I think that's good. If you took a year off to do an MBA or, a, or to upgrade yourself, I think that's fine. But if you took a year off just to binge watch uh, Orange is the New Black or, <laughs> or Game of Thrones four times again. Are some of your clients <laughs> actually doing that? That's interesting. <laughs> I, I, I do that sometimes. But if you spend three months, six months lazing around and doing nothing, I think it's fine. But uh, you want to have some productive outcome out of it, the break. So I think to answer the question of how long a career break is good enough, it's good and will not raise any eyebrows. I think it's up to you, but make sure that during that period you were doing something. Okay. What about, there are other folks who, for example, for family reasons, let's say, traditionally, of course, it's been the moms, right, who have stepped out of the workforce for, you know, five, ten, maybe even longer years um, and are now to raise one or more children. Now they're coming back in. When we look at that, is that still happening in Singapore? Of course, there's been a lot of anxiety over, you know, need to have two parents working and that sort of thing with the costs and everything of living. Are you seeing more returning moms or even dads for that matter? But I'm assuming it'd be mostly moms. Mostly moms. Even though a couple of my good friends stay-at-home dads as well, 
But we're seeing a lot of moms coming back to the workforce. And some of them are facing discrimination. But then again, a lot of times, uh, it can be worked out. We're going to talk about later the five things we can do right. when we are re-entering the workforce again. You just have to be mindful of uh, several things. One is uh, your skill sets, the market. You probably need to speak to someone who is an expert in the area, mm-hmm. who is able to give you some heads up as to what, what you should do, where you should target and everything, uh, be it a mentor or, sure. uh, or, or a friend. Before we get into your specific tips, Are there certain industries that you've noticed that are more forgiving or more interested in bringing back workers who have had different experiences or, let's say, gaps in their CV over time? Are there certain industries that value that time that people have taken off to do other things? I think it's not so much the industries per se. I think it's more the roles. So if you have evergreen skills like, for instance, sales, or if you have an accounting background, a finance background, where you can just very easily and quickly hop back onto the saddle, and get cracking straight away, I think that's fine. But if you have skills that could be obsolete in particular areas where it takes a bit of catching up to, then there might be a bit of resistance in hiring the person. A lot of times, it's not so much on that you've taken a break. Hiring nowadays go along the line of the skills. How valid are they? How good are you? And uh, how recent and how up-to-date is the skills that you have? So that's a nice segue, actually, into your first point, which is take stock of where you are in your career and what you've missed out. How should they do that? I think one of the things, for whatever reasons you have taken a career break, it's fine. I think what you will need to do now is to re-strategize your career. So this second half of your career, what do you want to achieve? Do you want to accelerate to get where you were previously before you exited? Do you want to get even higher? Do you want a more senior position? Or do you want to just slowly ease your way in and take a job that's maybe not as senior as where you were before, but it gives you a bit more time for your family as well? So you have to figure out your strategy first. What do you want to do? So if if your career strategy upon re-entry is accelerate, then you take the proper steps forward. But if it's, uh, okay, I I want to chill a little before Mm -hmm. I get in full-time again, then uh, you select your pathways accordingly. So consider what you want to do first. And then you decide how to do it. Okay. One of the points you mentioned also is to reactivate old networks. What does that look like in reality for somebody that's been out maybe five or ten years? Yeah. The networks could be long gone, right? Yeah, correct. But you'll be surprised. If you've done a good job previously in your role, you'll be surprised how many of your ex-bosses will remember you fondly. Mm. And a lot of times, in fact, now almost 85% of the jobs that people land these days come from networks, which they have worked with, friends. Even if you have been out of the office or the work network, you can always look into your social networks as well. Church friends, you have your cell group members, you have PTA groups and everything. Interestingly, one of my clients, uh, she landed a role in teaching because at her child's PTA session, or the Parent Teachers Association, she bumped into the fellow uh, parents and started chatting and one of the international schools had a position for someone who wanted to teach Spanish. So she ended up in that role and it's just activating network. So don't go at it alone Start talking to people, even for those who say, but I've been so out of it. I've not been in any network. Don't forget, even your spouse's network is your network. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you can talk to uh, your spouse's uh, gatherings and everything. Okay. Yeah, you just network and get your spouse to network for you as well. All right. Third point you uh, brought up is how do you understand where the market is now and how it's changed, what the trends are as you look to re-enter? Yeah, you need to talk to people who are in that particular market space or talk to a career coach like myself understand what exactly has changed. Especially if you've been out of it for a long time, you don't want to jump back in on the first day and go, okay, tell me, where's the telex machine? 
And it's like, <laughs> Can I send a telegram? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. That might be a clue that maybe you're not ready to get back into the workforce <laughs> yeah, right. just yet. Right? So, so you, have to be, you have to be mindful. Of, uh, there are trends, there are patterns, there are new requirements. I mean, the markets have moved. If you have been with, like in the banks, and you've been uh, previously in your old position, you were a teller, mm. and suddenly uh, you look around and everyone's going on mobile banking th- these days, you have to come to the reality uh, that it's not going to be business as usual. You may have to upgrade your skills and everything. So you need to find out what's the market looking like now since you exited some time back. All right. And let's look at one last uh, point, which is filling skills gaps. How do you do that? What's the most efficient way? Of course, there's lots of online courses that yeah. people can take. What, what is your suggestion? I think you need to be able to identify what the skills you're lacking in in the first place. So once you identify the skills, lots of fantastic programs out in the market. Government is pushing very strongly on skills future. Lots of subsidized coaching over there. And I think one of the other things you need to do is uh, get a mentor. So to show you the ropes, your learning curve is expedited very, very quickly once you have someone showing you the ropes. And you always have to understand that it's important to reskill and retool. So where are the gaps? How do I fill it? And some of these gaps aren't going to be immediately filled. You, you, can, you might take a six-month or nine-month learning curve or even a certification course to get you sure. up to scratch. Yep. Yeah, just make sure you do it. And don't rely on all skills in the market that you used to have. Adrian Chu, CEO of Career Agility International. Well, Adrian, we're talking about people that want to re-enter the workforce after having been gone for some time. And a very good friend of mine was out of the workforce for about 14 years, uh, raising a family and doing things, and she successfully got back in. She was a, a well-regarded salesperson in media. And over the course of those 14 years, well, she did a number of smart things, but one very smart thing was she kept in touch with people, the people that she had worked with before, socially, right, Uh, parties and things like that. And uh, to me, that was a real key element to her getting back in the workforce, in addition to the fact that she was good at what she did when she left, and that she was able to quickly catch up and reskill and find out what was going on in the market. Yeah, it sounds like uh, sales is something like riding a bike, I guess, right? Uh, once you figure out how. But I really applaud her sense in networking. As I said, networking is really important. A lot of times, especially if you've been out that long for 14 years, sometimes you want to have someone who's familiar with you to give you a chance, give you a shot. Networking is really critical. But one thing as well that's interesting is she probably kept sharp over the years as well. Uh, I'm sure she was doing a lot of reading and a lot of uh, staying in touch with the market and products as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. If we recap some of your top four points about re-entering. One, take stock of where you are in your career. Two, reactivate your old networks, plug into them. Three, understand where the market is, how has it changed, what the trends are. And four, uh, where are the skills gaps that individuals have and how to close them? I think it's important from what I've seen over the years of friends who have done this is that they haven't checked out completely. They have somehow stayed connected to the industry, whether it's uh, attending conferences or events, you know, a chamber of commerce events, staying out there, even if they're doing something completely different. Now, what if somebody has really done something completely off the map, like go to Nepal and and help children. How can they leverage those experiences on their CV, on their resume, so that it doesn't just look like a big gap, but they can actually say, hey, I helped build schools in wherever or helped underprivileged people in Cambodia or whatever that is. How can they make that look better on their resume? I think even if you were to put a gap there as a sabbatical and you just explain what you've done over the time period, I think it's fine. The other thing is that once you're done with your sabbatical, you have to realize that when you do come back and you do decide to jump onto the employment market again, 
it takes anywhere between three to six months to land something. Mm-hmm. So during that three to six months is when you start networking back into the market. Ah, uh, right. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's not like a one one gig ends and straight away I want to look. I'll, I'll land another gig in the workforce again. So uh, take the time to start building your network, start assessing the market, where the skills are, uh, getting mentors to talk to them, find out what has changed, where the market needs for particular skills are. Mm. Yeah, and uh, getting the information. So I, I think it's interesting that. People have the ability now, of course, to Google themselves, right? Yeah. And I think that could be a very useful thing. You know, when you're trying to get back into the workforce, Google yourself, see what comes up, see what, you know, surfaces, and then maybe create a strategy based on what you see. And, of course, we can't forget LinkedIn and some of the other social networks yeah. because that is a very easy way for someone to show that they are in touch with what's happening in the industry. Yeah, exactly. And I think that leads on to another point, which is one about building your personal brand and reputation online uh-huh. and offline. So I have another client of mine who was suffering from burnout. Smart guy, 46 years old. He was one of the top flyers, APEC CEO for one of the tech companies. And he decided he needed to take a year and a half off before he lost his mind. And he took an executive education program for Mm. about a year and a half with a very renowned American university. Mm. And during that period, he was studying, he was reading, he was brushing up. So, uh, but he was networking as well with the US. So when his program ended, by the time he came back, when he decided to come back to Singapore to jump back into the workforce, his American classmates, basically he had three offers in hand. Wow. Yeah, so take that period of time uh, and he positioned himself during that period as an Asia-Pac expert. Ah, interesting. Yeah, so uh, in technology. So he really solidified his branding. So one thing is that if you are the person who has gone to Nepal to build uh, houses for orphans, then uh, yeah, maybe you're the guy with the heart or you're the guy who's driven to do good. And then when you're working for a company like Google or, or the big guys, and then they go, mm. oh, yeah, no, we actually have a very strong corporate social responsibility ethos. So, yeah, you will look good in this position as well. So you might want to just leverage on your sure. branding. What about, what about taking certificates like in some of the massive online courses that are available out there? I mean, lynda.com and, you know, there, I mean, there's so many of them out there, Khan Academy, et cetera. Do those show up well on a CV or on a LinkedIn profile? I think they do. As long as you are uh, in the market and studying and learning new things, I think that's really good. Uh, one other thing as well I like to say is pick up a good book and read. Yeah, a lot of times you don't really need to go online courses. Uh, one of my biggest failings uh, as far as online courses are concerned, I tend not to finish them. <laughs> like about, that's interesting, right? It's about, about halfway through. Aren't you motivated enough, Adrian? Maybe you should talk to somebody about that. <laughs> I think I should, right? Yeah. Maybe, but, but it's funny because uh, when, when I do an online course after a while, it's like uh, something gets distracted or some other more interesting course pops up and I go, hey, I want to jump on that one. Right. But what I realize is that when I start reading a book on, on a particular topic or something like that, and then I get interested in it and I finish up cover to cover. So there are lots of ways of learning. Yeah. yeah. How can someone practice their interviewing skills if they've been out of the game for a while? Because that's going to be the next important thing after you've built your brand or rebuilt your brand, etc. You actually have to face somebody, <laughs> sit across a table and know what to say. How can they do that effectively? Yeah. And interestingly, it's the senior guys who have been interviewing people more than being interviewed themselves who face the challenge. What's happening is that uh, you have to actually start rehearsing. Yeah. Uh, my recommendation, which is, which is a rather biased recommendation, is get a career <laughs> coach. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sit down, talk to the person, get interviews. Or the other quick uh, answer is go for as many interviews as you can, even the ones for the jobs you don't want. 
just go there. Even if you bomb out, fine. You've, you've oh, that's a good idea. You know, just to be out there and seeing what it's like and actually kind of practice interviews. Yeah, will, correct. Right? On the jobs, it don't matter. Yeah. Yeah, just go out there and just do it. And you never know who that person might also know that you're interviewing with, right? <laughs> yeah, They correct. could be connected to a completely different job. Yeah, that's right. It's an interesting world out there these days because so much has changed, especially with social media and the ability to connect and get back into the workforce again. Yeah, that's right. Adrian Chu, thank you so much. Career strategist, uh, CEO of Career Agility International. Really appreciate your time today. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.